0: After and welcome to You Heart to Hartford. Here we take you inside the University of Hartford and the stories being told by the many talented people who are the University of Hartford, faculty, staff, students, alumni, the experience and experiences they're sharing on our West Hartford campus and beyond. Sabrina Trokey, MPA 96, is president and chief executive officer of Wheeler a community health center that provides health care, addiction treatment, behavioral health, special education, and more right across Connecticut, including treatment for depression and anxiety, alcoholism, diabetes, and other conditions, and doing all this uh, well in the midst of a pandemic. Sabrina, it's a pleasure to speak with you on uh, You Heart to Hartford. Thanks for taking the time.
1: Absolutely a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: So, what was it like to assume the role of president and CEO of Wheeler and then be hit with a worldwide pandemic, as I understand it, in the first few months of the job, on the job?
1: That is correct. Um, it was a transformative moment in my career, like it was for many individuals. It tested everything I knew or thought I knew about leadership. My focus uh, was really on transparency and regular communication keeping staff informed on steps we were taking to mitigate COVID-19 exposures, um, steps we were taking to promote information sharing, to address concerns not only from staff but also from patients in the communities that we served. Mm -hmm. All along, the focus really was on ensuring that patients had access to the vital services they needed, our students could continue to uh, learn, and we kept our our, our staff safe. Mm -hmm. Um, So really, the the pandemic did highlight the importance of of an adaptive leadership model or style. Um, I've got to say our staff did an absolutely remarkable job in continuing to to really look for those opportunities to um, to continue to do their work and continue to be accessible to the patients we knew we know really needed our, our care and our services.
0: So, what were the ways that you you had to adapt that Wheeler had to adapt?
1: We had to move from a system where we traditionally delivered 100% of all care in person to a system now that within a matter of days transformed and, and we moved into telehealth services, which required in a very short period of time ensuring that our staff had the technology and knew how to use the technology and access the technology, but also uh, on the other end, ensuring that our patients had the, the software, the the smartphones, the, the laptops needed in order to continue to access us for the services that they needed.
0: What have been the, the pros and cons when it comes to delivering um, you know healthcare Uh, this way through telehealth?
1: The pros, um, I I would really focus in on the fact that we were able to stay connected to many of our patients Mm -hmm. and, and continue to deliver that consistent uh, communication and and coordination of care that we know was extremely vital. Mm -hmm. Particularly early on in the pandemic, uh, patients were clear. They were not comfortable leaving their homes. They were not comfortable going on public transportation to come to one of our sites. Um, So initially, not having telehealth would have meant a number of individuals would have been completely isolated no contact with their primary care and or behavioral health providers, and really be in a state of of further despair and depression and anxiety without having that continued support. Mm. Some of the cons, I think now that we've been delivering telehealth for, for almost a year, I think we've learned lots of lessons around how telehealth is effective and and, um, and what are some of the limitations of telehealth. Um, so for example, the majority of the patients that we serve are individuals that are presenting with co-occurring medical and behavioral health um, concerns. And while telehealth is a wonderful resource for many of our patients. We know that we have patients that are presenting at higher risk that the impact of the isolation and depression is really impacting them much greater and those patients need to be seen face to face in person we need to be able to to ensure those patients are safe and and be able to interact with them in person. So uh, I I think we're at a better point now where we can truly triage which patients are best served via telehealth and when patients need to come in for in-person care.
0: Is it important for the technology to keep up to telehealth uh, in terms of being able to provide the best care that health care providers can provide using this technology?
1: It really is. One of the biggest challenges we found was many of our patients did not have the technology needed in order to, to be able to access care via telehealth. One of the pieces that, as part of the pandemic, Connecticut did was, in addition to telehealth, remote also offer the option of telephonic only. And for many patients who did not have either the bandwidth or the technology that could support the telehealth service, having the ability to still connect with that patient even through telephonically audio only mm-hmm. um, really was a, a critical component for us.
0: Do you believe that telehealth is the future uh, of medicine even you know post covid 19
1: I do believe telehealth has a permanent uh, will be a permanent presence in the delivery of primary care and behavioral health services I do believe that as we're, we're managing a number of crises, including, for example, the opioid crisis that, that, that we are seeing here in Connecticut and in many other um, states across the country, um, we recognize that there are services and potential conditions where patients do need to be seen in person, even if it is for a portion of their treatment, it, it's still in-person care still is, is critically important for for many of our patients. But the opportunity to offer a patient when appropriate, the opportunity for telehealth is is invaluable. Mm-hmm.
0: Sabrina, what did you learn as a graduate of the University of Hartford Masters in the Public Administration Program? that you carried with you into your position with Wheeler as president and and CEO? And I guess, how did the University of Hartford prepare you for the duties associated with being president and CEO of a facility like Wheeler?
1: I truly account the public administration program at UHART as as really providing me the the foundations for nonprofit management and administration, you know, I folk there was increased focus or on um, leadership and management skills, focus on interacting with government, nonprofit, private partners even components related to effectively leading employees. So looking back and looking at my current role as CEO, I really do see the program as as giving me the foundations that I use on a day-to-day basis in my role as president CEO of Wheeler.
0: Sabrina, what was the career path you followed that brought you to, to Wheeler?
1: That's a very interesting question. (laughs) So in, um, and this goes way back. So in high school, born and raised in Hartford, I um, attended a private school in Hartford. And in my sophomore year, I was required to do community service hours. I connected to a small nonprofit community organization that worked with youth and elderly individuals in, um, in the south end of Hartford. And that for me, once I completed my 25 hours of community service, I continue to stay with that organization and continue to to really look for opportunities to to do more. Um, That really, I think for me, opened up a number of possibilities in nonprofit human health social service areas that I knew I had a strong interest in. And even when moving into the master's in public administration program, I knew my focus was going to continue to be in nonprofit in health human services work. It it just looking back, to me, it's it's amazing how something that I was not 100% looking forward in doing Ended up really leading me to where I am today,
0: so how important is that for students today in terms of you know, maybe not necessarily knowing exactly where you want to go in your career, that kind of that one hundred percent that you mentioned, just in terms of, I guess having the flexibility and the the willingness to be open when when pursuing a future?
1: I think it's absolutely critical. You don't know what you don't know, and putting yourself out there in opportunities that, that expose you and provide you more input on what some of these options are is, is absolutely um, critical.
0: So from a special education to primary care to community justice, uh, you successfully tackle complex societal issues every day and for the past year or so during a pandemic, all the while managing over a 1,000 staff, 125 or so programs, dozens of locations across the state. How do you manage to keep everything running smoothly?
1: I don't do it alone. I have an absolutely wonderful executive and senior management team that really supports all of the work and the direction that we're moving into. One of the pieces that I think is really critical to me is, or very important to me, is. Ensuring that I continue to work directly with my leadership staff, I hear their their concerns, I hear their recommendations, I offer them the opportunity to to go into different directions, to build on their passions, and and really, I I, I cannot do this alone. This is not Sabrina, the CEO running Wheeler. This is Sabrina and a very strong qualified professional team that is helping me lead the organization in a way that allows us to continue to meet more of the community needs, to be responsive to our patients, to our communities, and and most importantly, always looking for opportunities to, to introduce innovations, to add, to enhance, to grow. That really comes from the team.
0: I think you've probably answered some of this already as a result of your experience and experiences at Wheeler, but in general, what makes a leader an effective leader?
1: I think um, having a, a leader who who is leading, but at the same time is able to step aside and to allow other team members to really take ownership and uh, accountability for for their respective areas and to feel ownership in what they're helping to, to lead and or contribute as part of Wheeler.
0: You mentioned earlier uh, challenges and rewards. I'm guessing that you know, during a pandemic, the challenges are greater. Does that mean that rewards are greater when it comes to providing the services that you and Wheeler do provide to, to the community?
1: The rewards are greater. You know, I'm in absolute awe in what my staff has been able to accomplish in this very difficult year. The continued focus on patient care, quality care ensuring our patients have access to the services and supports. In, in many instances, our staff really looking out for patients in a time when there were questions about their own safety and, and, and their families. So that's the piece that I, I think we need to step back and, uh, and really look at the accomplishments that we've we've attained over the course of this year but really look at them at a different light. We've had so many challenges. And in spite of all of that, we continue to, to be there. We continue to deliver care. We continue to be responsive to our patients and to our communities. So I think we should additionally recognize mm-hmm. the efforts that had to go into continuing to be able to do all of that work.
0: How has your own schedule personally changed for you during COVID, during a pandemic, the emergence of telehealth, and and I guess where you, kind of physically where you are, and sometimes where you need to be uh, during this COVID
1: era? Even though we were remote, we do ha- operate a number of critical services that did continue to require face to face, in person care. Mm-hmm. So even in the in the height of the pandemic. We did have services that did continue to operate as usual, and, and we needed to do that. One of the pieces that I, I think was really critical for me was to ensure that I was visible and accessible. So I, even though I, I had the option of working remotely, I did opt to come into the office every day, and I do come into the office every day. One of the pieces, you know, that has been a little different for me, I traditionally would spend a lot of my time in our various sites and and I did pull that back a bit and and that's a piece that I'm I'm really looking forward once again as as more of our staff are becoming vaccinated and is is going back out because I think that's just a great opportunity to not only connect with with staff but also to connect with patients. I I, I you know I, I love going into our weight rooms and just sitting in the weight room and and just talking to patients to mm-hmm. hear their experiences and 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 how their how their how access to care is and do they have any concerns i i, I think that's a, a, an extremely beneficial piece that i have really missed
0: Sabrina Trokey MPA 96 from the University of Hartford is president and chief executive officer of Wheeler providing healthcare solutions across Connecticut. And in March of 2021, named a Women in Business Honoree by the Hartford Business Journal. Sabrina, it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Production and research assistance for UHART to Hartford provided by UHART students Kristen Muscara and Dylan Reyes.
1: I'm Abe Hefter.